Hello and welcome to my Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Chu, and each episode is designed to build your faith and help you discover your purpose in life. Now, enjoy today's message. The Wilderness Jesus had to spend over a month by himself. Jesus was without any human companionship and being tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And that's in Mark 1, verses 12 through 13. The early disciples had the mission of taking the message of Jesus to the nations. They also faced many difficulties, as did many early church members. The Apostle Paul was stoned and left for dead because he had been defending Jesus Christ. Paul got up and traveled through Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, encouraging the disciples to remain true to the faith no matter what they faced. He encourages them, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. That's in Acts 14, verses 21 through 22. Jesus knew, and the early church learned, the hard way. Beginning a ministry is not easy. That's not something God promises us, an easy life. He does promise to be with us through the valley of the shadow of death, but He doesn't tell us we'll avoid it altogether, even if we're faithful to Him. It's good to be aware of this wilderness season, which you're bound to experience at some point in your life. Granted, it's not a lot of fun, but it's also not without some merit. This testing time is probably a good idea to view it as a personally tailored course on character development, all part of God's plan to help you serve Him well in the ministry He has chosen for you. Maybe you've experienced or currently in the wilderness. You're ready to go. Can't wait to get started in your particular ministry, but things just don't seem to be getting off the ground as you had hoped for. One day, Maybe you'll get a classy newsletter in the mail from someone who was with you at Bible school. It's just bubbling over with enthusiasm for the work they are doing in some distant part of the world. People are giving their lives to Jesus, and here you are, still flipping hamburgers or stocking shelves in the same old town you grew up in. No ministry is happening at all, as far as you can tell. Then, You take a look around, and you see that all your classmates from Bible school, even those who didn't seem to have much of an anointing, they are all happily serving away. One is a youth pastor in a thriving church. Another is already back teaching Bible students at your old Bible school. And maybe you begin to let the doubts creep in, finding yourself beginning to question and challenge God. God, I thought you called me to ministry. What is going on? I spent all that money to get educated, spent all that time practicing my preaching, cramming for tests. Was that just a waste of time? Why am I here doing nothing when I thought I was supposed to be doing something, something great for Jesus? Welcome to the season of the wilderness. This is a test of your commitment. 
And do you have the ability to hold on to the dream? God is continuing to work on your character to get you fit for what is coming next. You may not see precisely what that is. You are by no means the only human being ever to go through this time of trial before your ministry gets underway. Revisit the story of Joseph in Genesis 37 through 50. Remember his journey? God gave Joseph a great big dream when he was still a teenager. But before he can even get started putting it into play, he ends up at the bottom of a pit. Just aside here, if you're thinking about it, P-I-T, pit, is the abbreviation for preachers or pastors in training. And even once Joseph got rescued and given hope for a brighter future, he still faced many difficulties, including prison time. Joseph had his season of wilderness, as did many other characters in the Bible. So don't be surprised when you end up there too. Here's my advice to you as you move through this wilderness season. The wilderness is a time of waiting that forms your character and remaining faithful where you are in this season of life. This is what God is looking for, hoping to see in you, your ability to serve Him no matter where you are, no matter how big or small, exciting or boring the task. If you can be faithful right where you are right now, you will see the impact of this faithfulness on your future. Let me give you an example from my own life. I just knew that God called me to go out into the world to proclaim the gospel as a minister to the nations. I went to Bible college and I did all the things I was supposed to do to get my qualifications. I graduated. I was ready to head out, but time passed and I was not in full-time ministry. I had that dream, that vision of me preaching the gospel all over the world, and I was determined to hold on to it. So, I tried to think of something, anything I could do to keep the plan moving forward from my side. I went out and purchased some luggage. I applied for a passport. I got a world map, and I put it on the wall. Day after day, I went into my prayer closet, and I prophesied, In the name of Jesus, I'm going to Kenya, Belarus, and India. God, you have called me, and I am claiming that call. I was in a season of waiting and preparing for ministry. I knew my destiny, but I would not just sit around and do nothing while waiting. I wasn't going to let the doubts and questions shake my faith or pull me down. I held on. I tried to keep on serving God right there where he was keeping me for whatever reason. Pressure is good. Here's another word of advice for those moving through the wilderness seasons. Learn to approach pressure as something positive. You're going to get all kinds of pressure as you try to begin your ministry. Your family, friends, Satan can become a source of pressure. They will question your calling, your planning and preparations your dreams, and visions. You're bound to get wind of some people commenting about you and your ministry. They will say things like, you should have done something else, 
or you could have been a doctor or a lawyer. You wasted all that money and time. You might even hear some of your friends mutter about you to each other. I knew you were not called to ministry, or you just didn't have what it takes. There will always be pressure to deal with in life. Maybe you could take some comfort in remembering this, that a diamond is produced by pressure on a lump of carbon. If you handle it correctly, pressure can be a good thing. It can push you toward your destiny, form and shape you into the kind of person you need to be to fulfill your calling. And remember that God is with you, always, and especially in the thick of pressure. When Jesus was in the wilderness undergoing Satan's pressure, God was still taking care of him. Mark's Gospel says that Jesus was being ministered to by angels. That's in Mark chapter 1 and verse 13. Public Opinion Don't worry about public opinion. People can be swayed so quickly by so little. Now, when I'm starting to get anxious about what others think about me and my ministry, I like to recall that incident in Paul's life. You see, one time, the crowd around Paul moves from thinking he must be a murderer then he must be a god worthy of worship, all because of the way he handles a poisonous snake. See Acts 28, verses 1-6. through 6. You see, people's opinions about you will fluctuate. As long as you stay steady, trying to be faithful to your calling, you'll be all right. Borrow from the confidence of Paul, who declares, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1 and verse 6. It is God who has called you, who has begun this work in you. Therefore, He will keep you going until you finish. If you want your ministry to get off to a strong start, spend time with people who are already doing what you hope to do, those who are doing it well. Don't get sidetracked by those who talk about starting a ministry but haven't tried it themselves. And don't allow yourself to get caught up with those with a negative attitude. What you need is to be in the company of fellow enthusiasts and those who have the wisdom to share with you. For example, you know now that I love to play golf. And I found that the more good golfers I play with, the better I get at the sport. It's the same with ministry. Let's say you feel called to be a missionary. Well... Find someone who spent time in the mission field and pick his or her brain. If your passion is church planting, then find someone who has successfully planted a church. Visit ministry organizations you admire and find out what it makes to make them tick. The more you learn, the better equipped you'll be for your ministry. Thank you, friend, for listening to this podcast today. You can visit my website and send me your prayer requests and feedback. And also to get more discipleship resources, visit www.nowhope.org. Until next time, I pray that you will stand strong in your faith. Have a great day.